Tonight, I want to talk about two things. They don't sound like they should be together, but they're going to be together. I'll figure it out. We'll get to it. I want us to think about tonight two things, time and writing. Time and writing and how they are equated and how they can, those two things could be utilized for God. Time and writing. So, firstly, let's turn to um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, please. Well-known verse. You guys probably notice. If you've been a Christian any time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Can you guys hear me okay out there? All right. And I've been, I've been teaching this study in, uh, in the life groups that I have upstairs on Sundays. And um, it, it's just something that just came about. And I said, you know what? It would be good to share with the rest of the folks what I'm teaching upstairs. So um, all of you probably know this verse, these verses. But Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Let's take a look at it with me. I'll read it and you guys follow along with me. The Bible says, to everything there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to, school, a t- time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to, to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. I think all of us can somehow relate to some of these things that were just talked about here. Um, the, there's many things in there that we can think about. Um, one of the things I, I've, been, I've been discussing in my class, and, and it's difficult, and, I, and I'm, I'm not a big believer in resolutions. I'm just resolved to serve God. So that's where it comes down to. So... Um, uh, we, the, the, I, I, like I just said, I'm resolved to, to, to serve God. And this time of the year, every year, every January, what do we all do? How many of us think they've got to lose weight? Come on, be honest now. Come on, it's okay. All right, so, so those are just, how about, how about this? How about uh, maybe do a little less work and a little more home time? How about that? Little more time of spending. Uh, I, I mean, we're all we can all agree with that, right? But but p- part of it is for us, and he, here it is: we each one of us has the same amount of hours. We each get 168 hours per week. 168. I'm going to tell you. I want to show you how I, how I break, how I broke it down. Check this out. So so um, we have we we spend 56 hours a week. Check this out. For rest and recuperation. Do you believe that? I don't know if I believe that. I did a little search, and that's what I came up with. So I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, I know I'm not getting, I don't think I'm getting 56 hours a week for rest and re- recuperation. I don't think that's happening. So 
Um, how about this? We spend approximately 28 hours for eating and personal duties. That sounds about right. Right? How about this? How about uh, we use 40 to 50 hours each week earning a living? That's a big one. I bet if I went around the room and asked how many hours everyone's working, there's a lot. A lot of us are away from home a lot. And that's time, as you guys know, all, each of us knows that we can't get that time back. We can never get that time back that we spend at work. The 10 to 12 hours every day, we can't, we can't get it back. Um, so, so that leaves us with 30 to 40 hours every week to use as we please. Okay. So that's a lot. When you think about it, that's a lot of time, right? So here's the challenge for us. Here's the challenge. Though I said I'm not a big believer in resolutions, I am a big believer in making goals, setting goals. So this year, I had thought to myself, and I do this every year, say this is the year I'm going to get closer to God. This is the year I'm going to get closer to God. How am I going to accomplish that? What am I going to do? And, and I will tell you every year that I come to the first of the year, and I look back at the year, and, and all of us should be taking stock of our lives and where we're at and where we're going with the Lord. We really ought to be taking a look at that. And, and I say, okay, Lord, I, I'll get with them, maybe around towards the latter part of the year, the last week of the year, and I'll get with them and say, Lord, I think I failed you this year. Just a little off this year. Some things that I couldn't get to, didn't get to accomplish, things that you wanted me to do, things I, we miss out on blessings because we don't do them for God. We miss out. We miss out. So, so here's the challenge. And, and this is the time part, right? Um, uh, there's, a, there's a quote here I wrote down. One wise man has said, God has not bowed to our nervous haste, nor embraced the methods of our machine age. The man who would know God must give what? What do you think I'm going? Time to him. This year, let's give more time to God, and you'll see on the other side, you'll have more time to do the other things that you want to do. We've got, we have to do that. We have to resolve ourselves to say, I'm going to give you more time, God. I'm going to give you more of me. Not because I expect anything, but because of what he did for us. What he did for us. Um, how many of us will say, you have to raise your hand on this. Um, you have made resolutions in the past. And you failed miserably. Listen, I'm going to raise my hand because I know I did. I've made plenty of resolutions. Oh, Lord, this year I'm going to... Uh, uh. But, but, but how about this? Could we, could, and I already said about losing, our, losing 15 pounds or maybe read 15 chapters. I remember saying, I'm going to read 15 chapters a day. Very bold, very audacious. That was, that was a great thing for me to say, right? Um, uh, maybe memorize 15 verses a week. Maybe stay out soul winning until someone gets saved. I mean, you ever say stuff like that? Uh, so, so I will tell you that those kinds of numerical goals leave us frustrated and defeated. Let's go, let's look in the New Testament real quick. 1 Corinthians 16. 
And I'm, I'm getting to the point where we will get to the writing part. We will. 1 Corinthians 16. And I want us to look at this. This is probably a verse. I know all of us probably have read it at some point. Um, and I want you to take a look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and I want you to look at verse 5. Verse 5. You start there. And, and I want you to think about this. Interesting. Interesting what Paul does here. So verse 5 says this. Let me get there myself. Verse 5 says, Now I will come unto you. This is Paul. And I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia. For I do pass through Macedonia. Now, interesting, I know that's a little obscure piece of scripture, right? You're thinking, okay, where, where are we going with this? But, but I, I, want you to, I want you to notice this. Um, actually, I could read a little bit more there. Um, but I want you to notice something about Paul. Paul is not focusing on what he would like to accomplish at these places. Only that he's designating on his schedule some time for them. So what do you have scheduled this year? I mean, you, all of us should have stuff already that we're thinking about moving forward. Whether you do it weekly, daily, weekly, monthly. I don't know how. All of us, who has a calendar? Everybody has calendars, I'm assuming. You know, I never used a calendar in my life until you know, a few years ago. Calendar? Are you kidding me? That's a calendar. You use a calendar to cross out the day when it's done, you know. So, but 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 think about that. He says he says in here, um, in verse five. Now I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia, for I do pass through Macedonia. In verse six says, and, and it may be that I will abide, yea, and winter with you, that ye may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. So, so the point about that, I, he, he says, he's not focusing on like what he would like to accomplish. How many of us think, oh, I'm going to accomplish this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. That may not be in the cards for you to do that. What's God want us to do? What's God want us to do? So, so here it is. If all of us say we have a calendar, right? Look at your schedule. Look at your schedules. Look at your schedules. And think about this. I already, I already told you you have 30 to 40 hours that are left over. I don't think so. That's true. But, but set some goals for the year. How about, how about this? How about spending, um, and, and it's most of the people in here do. I'm talking to some older Christians here. I get it. But there, there may be some or a couple of people who aren't there yet. And I can tell you, I remember being a young Christian and having, listen, I've been in this church a long time. Sorry, guys. I've been here almost 40 years. So, so I'm grateful for that. But along the way, God has brought to my path men and women. Some, some of the women I've met in this church and in my time here, tremendous, tremendous prayer warriors. Tremendous. Amazing. Learned a lot from them. Um, I've met some tremendous pastors that have come through here. I have met some tremendous deacons that have come through here. Some of them are still here. Missionaries, on and on, Sunday school teachers, who took the time 
for me, for us, and say, hey, this is how you do this. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. You, you want to you wanna resolve to, solve, to, to, to be with God more? This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. So, so can, can, we, can we go out soul winning? Can we hand out a track? When you go to the store, when you go to Stop and Shop, I don't know how many go, go to Stop and Shop here or whatever. Stop and Shop, Shop Right, anywhere, job, wherever you might go, pass out a track. Just pass out a track. Just pass out a track. You never know who you never know who's going to take that track and say, "What's this? Tell me about this. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. How about this? How about um, can we do ten minutes a day for scripture memory? Can we memorize a verse? That's pretty simple. I don't think it's hard. I know we're adults. We're getting older, but you know what? It's not hard to to, to memorize. Just make it a habit. Make it a point of doing that. Make it a point. So, so let, let's, do some, uh, let's do some more reading. How, mu- how, how much do you read on a daily basis? How much do you read? We know how to read magazines and cookbooks and on and on and I can go. How much do you read your Bibles? That's what I'm getting at. What do you, how much time do you spend in the Word? That's important. I, I don't care. Listen, I, I'm a, I cook for a long time. I love to cook. But you know what? I had to put my cookbooks away. I want, I want to be with God more than I want to be with my cookbooks. That's what, that's what it takes. It's going to take a little effort saying, I'm going to put that away. I don't want it. I don't need it. don't need it. Um, how about a couple hours a week for some special family time? When's the last time you as a family, please, today's families don't sit down and have dinner anymore. Nobody sits down and has dinner anymore. If, if you guys find yourselves not, not doing that, then find a time when you're all sitting down and having a meal together. Please do that. Your time with your kids and your family goes like that. It goes so fast. Speaking of which, I can't believe that almost 40 years has gone by. I remember coming here as a young man at 23. Jim's laughing because he knows. But, but all of a sudden, I'm going to be 62 in March, and I'm like, what happened? What, did I, I miss something? I missed something. I really did. It's like, I, it's, like, it's like I blinked my eyes, and I'm here. It's like, wow. So, so I, I think it's best that uh, you, you, I'm going to let you decide your priorities. Where, where's your, where are your priorities? Um, and if there really are priorities, they're going to require some time. You need time. Um, so, so, that's, so, so that's the time part of this. A long time ago, this church started um, a Reformers Unanimous program. I want to say early 2000. And uh, we brought, a, there, this church brought in a lot of folks who were uh, hurting a lot of people who were addicted and all those kinds of things. And we had this program in here, and one of the tenets of that program, and I'm going to share this with you, and it, it's very, uh, very interesting that um, it has stayed with me all these years. And it's called, when I, when I say writing, it's called journaling. All right? This, this life that we have, 
that God allows us to live. It's a journey. It's a journey. So we need, at least I did, I had to figure out a way of capturing those moments that God was working in my life, what I was reading, how I was praying, how God answered my prayer. But you know what? This mind is shot. The only way I'm going to remember stuff is if I write it down. I have to write stuff down. I have to write it down. So, so um, I have this, um, and, and I certainly won't. You guys can certainly look at my stuff here, but I, um, I probably have, I don't even know how many notebooks and how many things I have that I've written over the years. Um, stuff that I probably forgot that I even wrote. But I think it's important that when we read Scripture, when we read Scripture, we ought to be reading Scripture with a notebook and a pen in our hands. That has revolutionized my Christian life by journaling and writing down stuff that God gives me. And God gives you something every day. If you're in that book and if you're on your hands and knees, he's going to give you something every day. And it's up to us to either remember it or capture it. I want to be able to go back, which we can because we have it, five years ago, ten years ago. We had, um, I know most of you haven't seen Sue in a while. She's been pretty ill. Sue's my wife. But I, I, I will tell you, she has, uh, we, we, we had some misfortune uh, over 20 years ago now. When, when God decided to take one of our kids, uh, Sue had written down, um, she's got notebook upon notebook about how, God was taking her through that process of how to heal and how to move forward and all those kinds of things. And we were looking at it the other day, and I'm telling you, I was in tears. Because you forget. You forget what you write, and then all of a sudden you go back. And that's the beauty of journaling. You go, can go back. And sometimes those things that you write and you read, they're painful. They hurt. But, but God wants us to do that. He wants us to do that. Um, I have a scripture verse for that, actually, and I want you to turn to it. Um, I want you to take a look at, uh, what do I have here? I think, I believe I have Revelation, yes. Revelation, this is a principle, Revelation 111. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Revelation See, I, I, I think that whole journaling or that whole writing thing, that chronicles our growth, our walk with God. I'm not saying that you've got to go home and you've got to fill notebooks with stuff. But you, gotta, you, you should jot stuff down because you're going to forget. You're going to forget. You're going to forget. Um, here, here's something there. And, and, you know, maybe it's a stretch, but um, I, I, I love it. And I, I mentioned to it before that when I think about almost 40 years has gone by, I'm not the same guy I was at 23 as I am gonna, at 62. It's not the same person that's standing before you. I couldn't do this. I couldn't teach a Sunday school class. I couldn't pray. I couldn't do soul. I couldn't do any of that stuff. So I know it's all him and not me. 
Check this out. Uh, Revelation 111. Uh, let me get there. Sorry, I didn't turn there. Revelation chapter 1, verse 11. And, and even God, he made John do this. Right? What does it say here? Let's see, do I have the right verse? Uh, I'm probably in the wrong page. Oh, you know why I'm in there? I'm in Jude. I don't think it's in there. I don't think it's in Jude. Okay, 111. Bible says, saying I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book. Guys, this is for us too, you know. What thou seest, what thou hearest, write it down. That's why we, when pastor gives us the tools, meaning he puts uh, on the back of the bulletin, he gives us the ability to write notes. Write notes. If he says something that you know you're going to forget, you know what? You should write it down. Because you're going to forget. When you, as soon as you walk out the door, you're going to forget. You're going to forget. You're going to forget. When, when, when you're journaling, when you're writing, when you're, reading your, when you're reading your word, guess what? And God, the Holy Spirit, teaches us, and he smotes your heart over something, some sin that you may have in your life, or something else is going on, you could write it down and say, you know what, that was the day the Holy Spirit smote me over this. Because you, you, we quickly want to put that aside. We don't want to remember that. We don't want to think about that. So, so continuing on in that verse, right? And, and what thou seest, write in a book. And send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Um. God told John to write down what he saw and send it to the seven churches. God had a purpose for what John saw, and he would use it in John's life. But he also wanted John to record it so that he could be used in the lives of the people in the seven churches. Hey, maybe something that you wrote in a notebook over what God gave you when you were reading, that could help somebody. You don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know that. Listen, guys. God has a purpose for what he allows to come into your life and my life. We may not always like what he brings to us. It's on all roses and, you know, it's not. It's not. It's not. There's some, there's some things that happen to people that are Christians even, that you're like, wow. But, but he has a purpose. God has a purpose. He wants to use each circumstance, trial, victory, and everyday happening for us to grow spiritually. We ought to be wanting to grow spiritually this year. That's what we should be wanting to do. Where, where you are now, next year at this time, you, you want to be somewhere else, spiritually. That's the game plan. That's the goal. That should be the goal. Not to say, not to take a step back. Please help us, Lord, if we take a, st- if we take a step back. Um, you can't always see God's purpose for what he allows at the moment it's happening. 
That's why it's good for us to write stuff down. Then along that journey that he takes us on, you know, that, that, that journey, we, you know, it's a little, we can see if we look back, we can see the journey and little, the notes that, that we've written down and see where, where, we, where we've been and where we're going. Where we're going. Journeying your life hand in hand with God is a beautiful picture of fellowship with God. And I don't know about you, but I need more fellowship with God. More and more. As, I'm, as the day is, is approaching, right? I, I, obviously, there's a lot of stuff, as you guys can well aware of the news and all these different things that are going on. Listen, this world is not our home. We're not long for this place, people. Don't dig in. Don't dig in. Go to him. Go to him. And, and without journaling or without writing, we're going to forget. We're going to forget. And, and I wrote down a couple of things that you couldn't do, and we'll, we'll be done. Check this out. So, um, first thing I wrote down here is, is, is journal raw thoughts. Listen, God already knows about what's going on in our lives. But you know what? He still wants us to write them down. He still wants us to go to him and say, Lord, I was rotten today. My attitude stinks today. He wants to know. He wants you to tell him that. And it's okay to tell him that and to write it down. And this way you can look back and say, you know what? January 9th, 2020, I was brutal at work. My attitude stunk. My boss had to reprimand me or my wife was mad at me or whatever. Or I disobeyed in this area of my life. Or I sinned here. I sinned in this area. So, so journal raw thoughts. Clean out your heart. Don't sugarcoat it. He, even though he already knows it, he doesn't want you to say, well, you know, it's not. No, don't sugarcoat it. Don't do that. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Say to the Lord what you need and want to say. So journal the raw thoughts. Secondly, um, here's a good one. Journal or write your blessings. We are blessed every day, people. You have running water, right? Some of us have cars, right? Wow, it's amazing. It's amazing. Those are blessings, you know. We got food on the table, right? Even if it might be Antamin's coffee cake or something, you still have food on the table, right? <laughs> Maybe for you. But, but we are so blessed, it's not even funny. Do you know that for the most part, I, I believe everyone in this room is saved, but you know what? If you were to close your eyes right now, you would wake up on the other side and be with Christ. Do you know that? We, we got it made. Oh my goodness, we got it made. We, we forget. We, we're blessed. So, so what happens, here's what we do. How many of us grumble, grumble, grumble? Oh, he didn't make my sandwich right at, at Dunkin' Donuts. Really? Stop. There's worse things in this world. So, so we are so blessed each day. But, but you may be bypassing the blessing for a moment of pity because of not getting what you wanted at the moment. Oh, please. All right, so journal your raw thoughts. Journal your blessings. Journal happenings. 
How did God use a certain situation in your life? It's a good thought, right? Think about this. A missed airline flight, a flat tire, a long line at the grocery store. Who hasn't experienced that here? You know, uh, a lost wallet, a letter mailed to a friend in need, child, a child's words, or whatever happens that you need to use in your life. Write those things down. Again, you're going to forget them if you don't. They're going to be fleeting. Our minds are like sieves. We, there's too much. We have too much to think about. And I, and I hope one of the things that's a time waster, from my, I know I'm going back to time, but think about this. I'm sorry. Um, people's phones. Do you know that, and I know we run an addictions ministry here on Friday night, so, so I'm thinking, I always think, you know, it's, it's bad enough we have people on heroin and crack and eating and all that. But you know what? You know what's become even another, another addict? Another, uh, some people who are junkies? On their phones. People are on their phones so much, they, they don't even look up anymore. Here's how they are. This is what they do. That's what they do. They're not going to have any necks or backs later when they get older. Why, why are we on our phones so much? We... Us old folks live just fine without, without a phone. You do know, I get off the exit in Greenwich, exit 4, there's still a pay phone. It costs 50 cents, but there's a cell phone, but there's a pay phone there. Can't believe it. Every time I go by it, I'm like, wow, there's still a pay phone. It's awesome. <sighs> okay, so journal raw thoughts, journal your blessings, journal the happenings, that, things that happen around you. Read a passage of scripture. You know, have you ever just read a piece of scripture and said, wow, that really, that really has rocked my world. You know, if you, oh, if you stay in this Bible long enough, you're going to get rocked. That Bible is going to be like, wow. That's what we need to do. We need to stay in the book. Let's stay in the book. You know, maybe five verses a day. Write down what you think the verse means. You could do this by reading word by word and writing what a word or a phrase means to you. You can look up a word in the dictionary or ask, uh, or believe it or not, you can ask Google, right? What a word means. Uh, or you can use a study Bible, and that's where I'd really want you to go. Use a study Bible, and that's good notes. But, but we have so much available to us now. God wants us to tap into these tools and use them. Um, how about this? When's the last time you wrote out a prayer? You ever write out a prayer? Get a, get a five, uh, three by five card and write a prayer out. Have it, here's an example for you. I have one right here. Dear Lord, today you spoke to my heart about pride. I'm so sorry that I reacted the way I did. Will you please forgive me and help me? I promise to do my part and I know you will do yours. Thank you for loving me in spite of my faults and failures. In Jesus' name, amen. When we write, put the date and the time of day at the top of the page. And write, write, write. Write thou seest, write in a book. Listen, when we do that, it's a step in our walk with God. So, so I want you to consider that. This year, this year, get closer to God. Somehow, whatever it takes, get closer to God.
I'm begging you. I'm imploring you to get closer to God. Because there's nothing on this earth that's going to take the place of you walking arm by arm in arm with God. Nothing. Let's pray. We've got to go. My Father, I do thank you for tonight. Thank you, Father, for the uh, attention that the folks gave to uh, what we discussed this evening. And, and, and Father, it was, it was truly about um, changing our lives, changing our lives and getting closer to you and how to do that. And, and we have tools. You've given us tools. You've given us a mind. You've given us a heart. You've given us Christ. And, Father, you do give us time. And you do give us the ability to write. So, Father, may we use these tools that you've given to us that we may walk closer with you. Because in the end, that's where we need to be, to walk closer with you. Father, bless each and every one that's in this room. And, Father, give us traveling mercies as we leave here this evening. And, and Father, may those things that, gets, that were said and done here this evening, uh, Father, may they honor and glorify you. May we think on these things, and if there needs to be changes in our lives, Father, give us the boldness and the courage to change those things. Father, we love you this evening. In Jesus' name I pray.